0: Let's turn our Bibles to Luke chapter 15, verse 20. Um, as you turning to there, we're you'll notice that we're in the story of the prodigal son. And I know a lot of times that we uh, we tend to focus on the father accepting the son back in with 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 basically no. He's, he's got no ill intentions against his son, he just accepts him back into his fold and says, welcome home, and then we have the jealous brother, and there's all different lessons we can learn from those things, and the big, big story, but I kind of want to focus on the smaller details, so I think sometimes we get lost in what great thing we can learn from all this stuff, and we don't focus on the little details of what Christ was talking about in those stories. So, over the next three weeks, we're going to focus on the robe, and the ring, and the sandals of. Sonship, but also with the lady's daughtership. Oh, let's see. So Luke 15, verse 20 through 24. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion, and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said unto his servants, Bring forth the robe, put it on him, put a ring on his hand, and shoes on his feet, and bring hither the fatted calf and kill it, and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead, and is alive again, he was lost and is found, and they began to be merry. Lord, I ask you to give me words to say today, calm my nerves. Let me present this message clear, Lord. In Jesus' name I ask it, Amen. So why did Jesus mention these specific things? Is it just to fill the gap? Is it just to fill a story? Is it just to fill in the story to make it longer, to make it more interesting? I don't think so. I mean, was, was the dad just hooking his son up with swag for the party? Huh? Making him into a biblical rapper? Huh? Give him a sick robe, some bling, some nice kicks, Right? making him look nice so when he posted on Instagram and TikTok that everybody's impressed with how his son looked for the party, right? <laughs> As you guys were laughing, absolutely not. It's absolutely not what he was doing. we got to remember that these stories that Jesus was telling, he was showing how the Father loves us and how the Father relates to us in every little thing that he talks about. When we see what the Father has given his son, It's Jesus telling us what the Father gives us as children who have come back to him. Okay, so today, like I said, we've got three things to talk about, but today we're going to focus on the ring. I just happened to grab this one out of my jewelry box. I think my mom gave me this when I was like 13 or 14, maybe for catechism or something, because at one point I was Lutheran. But today I'm going to propose to you that the ring represents authority. Okay, so we turn to Genesis 41. I've got my sweet little tabs in here, so I'll get there quicker than you, but I'll let you give you some time to get there. So Genesis chapter 41, and we're going to be in verse 41. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, See, I have set thee over all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh took off his ring from his hand and put it upon Joseph's hand and arrayed him in vesture of fine linen and put a gold chain about his neck. And he made him to ride in the second chariot, which he had, and they cried before him, bow the knee, and he made him ruler over all all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, I am Pharaoh, and without thee shall no man lift up his hand or foot in all the land of Egypt. So Pharaoh gave him his ring. Now let's turn to Esther chapter 8, verse 8. So we're gonna go right past Nehemiah and into Esther. Write ye also for the Jews that it is liketh you in the king's name and seal it with the king's ring. For the writing which is written in the king's name and sealed with the king's ring may no man reverse. So when there's a ring involved, there's some authority going on with it. I don't know if you guys. I'm sure you, most of you are aware, but the king's ring was a signet, and it had a stamp in it. And they would melt the wax and either put it on the documentation that he was sealing, or they would put it on a letter that he closed up to go to somebody. And he would put that little dot of wax, and he would seal it with his ring. So they knew it was from the king, and they knew there's some authority that came with it. So after those scriptures, there's probably more. I didn't have we didn't have time to look for any more. But do you think? I mean, can we agree that the ring can represent authority in, in the scripture? And we're going to keep going for more scripts. We're going to skip to Mark chapter 1, verse 22. So Mark, verse 1, chapter, I mean, chapter, <laughs> chapter 1, verse 22. And they were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught them as one that had authority and not as the scribes. So Jesus was speaking in the synagogue, and he had authority from God. So the, even the scribes, even the Pharisees, Understood, they, they just heard the way he spoke that he was speaking with authority, and that authority was given to him from God. So when the Father gives his son the ring, that is symbolizing the Father giving his giving the Son his authority. So giving his giving his inheritance back, giving him everything back that the Son is due from the Father. And it's the children of God who've come to the Father, repented and accepted his gift. And have been adopted into his family, the Father gives us authority to walk out our lives. Now, obviously, it's not in the, an actual ring, but we accept that from God, and we take His authority and we walk through life, and we want to live out what God told us to do. So, with authority, it's typically delegated. I mean, it's almost, it's always delegated by somebody, right? So we just had Veterans Day yesterday. I know we have some military people in in the in the house. Pastor, you in the Army? Grandma Pat, you're in the Navy as a nurse? And Brother Rick? Army? So your ultimate authority, your orders, let's not not say ultimate authority because that's only, I think, God's, but but your authority as a soldier comes down from whom? The very top of the chain. It's the president, right? Commander-in-chief? Okay. So your authority to act out as a soldier and, and do your orders was given from the president for you to do, from, to take your authority. So my authority as a CPA to be able to sign tax returns comes from the state of Florida, Board of Accountancy. Fred's back there, can't hear me. Try and change my tone. I don't know, is, is it better if I go deeper? Yeah. <laughs> and Julie's authority as a pharmacist is given her by the Board of Accountancy. And also, Brother Rick, yours is given to you by the Board of Medicine. And Fred, when you were a firefighter, I assume you were an EMT. So Fred as an EMT, goes through his classes, and his EMT is actually given to him by the Director of Medicine that oversees wherever he's working. Maybe it was Fairbanks. I'm not sure if it's the state of Alaska or if there's a local director in Fairbanks. But I know our, our EMTs locally here are under the direction and given their authority to provide, pro- provide their services under the Director of Medicine here. Which I think you were at one point, but anyway. <laughs> but ultimately all the authority has been delegated and given to us, the Lord, the one who owns everything. So Matthew 28:18. I know this is typically a call to go out and spread the word. But, and Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. So in some translations, power is written as authority. But if we go back to the Greek and excuse my Greek, because I don't know anything about the Greek and don't understand, I don't know anything about pronouncing it. But the power, the word power is exousia. The definition for the concordance says the power of authority and of Right. So, here in Matthew 28, 18, Jesus is operating under the authority of God. The authority has been given to Jesus to go out and spread the good news and to ultimately fulfill his life and fulfill his prophecy and to die on the cross for us. Now, let's skip over to Luke 10, 19. So here we have the 70 messengers that Jesus sent out and gave them the power to heal and to cast out demons and all these great things, right? So, behold, I give unto you power to tread on the serpents and scorpions and over all power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. And again, the same word for power is authority. So that Jesus gave, Jesus gave those 70 evangelists authority to go out and do the works in his name. So where are we going with all this? <laughs> what does this mean? Let's define authority. The power or right to give orders, make decisions, and enforce obedience. will say that again. Authority is the power or right to give orders, make decisions, and enforce obedience. When we think about authority, what do we think about? We think about delegating authority to others, right? Think about being bosses. We think about giving authority over our kids, right? We think about authority over our employees at work or anybody who's not doing what we think they should be doing. We have authority over them. Well, I think the first person that we need to take authority over is ourselves. If we take authority over ourselves, we are walking in the Spirit and we can command obedience over our flesh. We can step out of ourselves and we can take on God's love. Take his authority and walk it out and spread it around and give it to others. And I'll just repeat it again. So I think we should use the delegated authority of God to powerfully walk out the things the Lord has called us out to do and accomplish. So what has God called us to do? Welcome to answer anybody I've got a few things listed here. It may not be everything, but this is mostly pointed towards. It's mostly to be a witness. That's a good one. Obedience. 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 This one. This one is glorify God. glorify God. So this one's mostly aimed towards fathers, because this I, I'm just going to admit that this is not my study. I'm taking this from somebody else and just hopefully sharing with you, and you guys clean something from it. It's not my strong suit to go out and get original thought, (laughs) but from a father's perspective, we are called to lead our families well. As parents, we're called to love our kids, and as Christians, we're called to accomplish something while we're here on earth, and if we come under God's authority, he'll give us that calling to go out and do now, where are the places we can use our authority? Where, where are the places we can use our authority? Where can we command obedience in our lives? At home. I mean, I, I've got some answers. They're not necessarily the only answers. I've just got a few here, but if anybody has anything that they can think about. So, a big one that I think we can use it for is to denounce sin. Number two, to kill our flesh, it's kind of along the lines of denouncing our sin. And then number three, we can just walk in obedience from God. In obedience to God, you have the authority to give yourself orders, make your own decisions, and enforce your own obedience. Our authority is given from God, and we have to walk in the Spirit to reign over ourselves. The Spirit of God lives in us, and the same power lives in us that defeated the cross and raised Jesus from the dead. Um, let me read that again. I think I messed up a little bit how I wrote this, but let me say that again. The Spirit of God lives in us, and the same power that defeated the cross and raised Jesus from the dead lives in us as well. So if we're, not living in, if we're not living in obedience, we take off our ring and we give in. What do we do? We sin, we defy God. We're taking off our ring and we're giving it away. We're giving it away to the devil. We're giving it away to money. I'm giving it away to anger if I yell at my kids, if I ignore my wife, if I treat anybody with anything except love from God, I'm giving away my authority to whatever that thing is. Because we can't escape temptation. So what do we have to do? We have to take our minds captive. We've got to choose whether to act on those thoughts and choose not to give our ring away. We've gotta keep it. Make make sure that our that our insignia ring, when we stamp it, means something. So this is directly mostly towards the men, sorry ladies. <laughs> again, this is from a men's group, so <laughs> but again as men and fathers, what what are we also in our houses? We're pastors, we're the protectors and we're the leaders of our homes. So again, we must absolutely must choose not to give away our ring of authority. Cannot give in to those things. We can't give in to sin. We can't give in to anger. We can't give in to our selfish intentions. We can't give in to our selfish goals. Daily, we got to be seeking God, letting him speak to us so we can walk out what he wants us to do. This is going to be a lot shorter than I expected, so you guys are going to have a lot of free time, (laughs) but I'm going to challenge you with this question, right back to where we just were. What or who have you been giving your ring away to? Is it fear? Is it despair? Is it anxiety? Is it anger? Is it unforgiveness? Is it chasing that money? Is it chasing after that next thing? Is it anything except what God wants you to be doing? And how are we figuring that out? Are we spending time daily in the Word? So one more challenging question, men. And ladies, you can take this too. But what is stopping you from being the leader, the pastor, and protector of your household? Ask yourself, ask yourselves that today, ask yourselves that this week. What are you doing to give away your ring? What's God, what is stopping you from what God has called you to accomplish? My last thought is hold tight the ring of authority and walk out to God's purpose for your life. Yeah, so we'll be we'll continue next week. Uh, so next week we'll be talking about the sandals, and then we'll finish it up with the robe, because there is a order of importance to those things. And it will be recorded, so if you aren't here for the next two weeks, you're welcome to go to Sermon Audio and listen to it. Hopefully it comes through all right, not too horrible. Okay, Let's oh. pray. Right. Father, I thank you for, uh the authority that you give to me, Lord, I pray that you would help me to keep it and to guard it, Lord, hope that you would help all of us to keep it and guard our authority, Lord. Just give me your wisdom, Lord, to walk out my life in your will, and your word, Lord. I ask that for everybody here today, Lord, and anybody listening, Lord. Just keep us in your word, keep us in your will, let us be under your authority. In Jesus' name I ask it, amen.